0: Hello, and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Friday, July 1st, 2022. I'm Mike Chopley. You have to remember, it's no longer June. It's July now. July 1st, the 1st of July, a new month. And uh, this is the New York City version of And Let's Be Heard, which is why the time is totally off from the way I've done the show for a while now at... uh, midnight Pacific time and three in the morning, uh, East Coast time. We've changed that around a little bit for my for my travels. Um, but yes, I'm here in New York City, and I've been wandering around and looking at things and wondering to myself, this is why I put this as the title of today's show. I put the title of uh, A Democrat Deliberately Destroying Our Cities. And people may say, oh, come on, Mike, that's silly. It's just going over the top. You're being hysterical. Why would they deliberately try to destroy the cities that they live in, that they run? Well, simply because when you look at all the different elements, when you look at the crime, when you look at the homelessness, I I put up a video on, on Twitter today. I put up a video of a a guy, uh, a, a obviously homeless deranged man walking in the streets in the middle of the day. And this happens in San Francisco, too. And if you're in a Democrat run city, it probably happens in your city. But in the middle of the day, the guy is walking around, one ch- shoe on, one shoe off, half naked, screaming gay slurs, faggot, faggot this, faggot that. I'm going to kill you. I'll kill you. But what's interesting about most of these people is that when you walk right in front of them, they stop. It's almost as though like this um, survival instinct kicks in, that they think, oh, I shouldn't yell while the person is right in front of me. Now, are they doing that because they're afraid the person right in front of them is going to hurt them or kill them? Or are they thinking that this is not – in other words, this is too much. I don't want to yell right in someone's face. But if you go through that thought process, you have to think that there's some sense of sanity there, right? There's some sense of sanity there. If they stop when you're right in front of them, then, of course, you walk five, six feet away, and they start again. And that's what happened with this guy. He was screaming, screaming. I walked right in front of him, nothing. I walked slowly away when I got about six or seven steps down. He started yelling again. And so I'm wondering, well, if but if you can do that, if you have the ability, the cognitive ability to do that, to say, I got to stop now, where, what's the level of insanity there? What's the level of insanity there? Now, of course, there's insanity. No one would go around dressed like that, screaming like that in the middle of the day or any time of the day if they weren't insane. But it always always amazes me how they're able to do things like that. And it happens a lot. It happens a lot. But my other thought was, you know this is going on in your city. You know it's getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And yet you do nothing about it. But not only do you do nothing about it, you do things that make it worse, like in San Francisco where – where, where State Assemblyman Scott Weiner and uh, and now the new State Assemblyman Matt Haney want to put a, 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 a space where people can go shoot up. Democrats have been doing these things forever. They don't work. In fact, they only make things worse. When you put up a space for people to go do drugs, what you're doing is you're enabling them. You're saying it's okay to do drugs. We're going to make it safe and comfortable for you to do drugs. Instead of saying, no, what you're doing is wrong, we're not gonna make it safe and comfortable for you. We're gonna make it uncomfortable for you by arresting you and forcing you to go into treatment centers. We are going to make it uncomfortable for you as uncomfortable as possible. But the Democrats don't do that. They don't do that. Now, Is there also, there's also no will to take people off the streets like this guy who was yelling at himself and everyone else. To take these people off the streets and put them into psychiatric centers, clinics, because the liberals won't do that. I know the conservatives have no problem with that, but the problem is the conservatives don't run these cities. The liberals, the Democrats, run these cities, and they are not open to that. That is too harsh for them. It's too—it's way too harsh for them to do this kind of a thing. So they won't do it, and they do the enabling thing and they say, well, these people can't help themselves and they've gone through all these issues in life and their social safety nets are gone. And all that is true. But when it gets to the point where a person is obviously, obviously a, I say a nuisance, but more, there are a lot of nuisances out there. Um, most, many of them are actually in politics, but more than a nuisance where a person could be a threat to themselves or a threat to somebody else, because, What's the next step of someone saying, faggot this, faggot that, I'm going to kill you? Right now, the guy stops saying that when you walk in front of him, but maybe next week, next month, next year, he won't. Maybe he'll get worse. Maybe his condition will degenerate without help. And so there's not only that part of it, but there's also the part of it where you have Eric Adams saying the most ridiculous things, the mayor of New York saying things like, and all the mayors of big cities and the governors like Gavin Newsom and London Breed and San Francisco, they all echo this. They all echo it. They simply say, well, you know, we don't want this to become the Wild West. That's what Eric Adams said specifically when the Supreme Court ruled that, you know, people like in New York also have the Second Amendment. The Second Amendment doesn't stop because you live in a big city. You see Eric Adams and other big city mayors and these governors, they think it stopped. They think the Second Amendment stops when you live in a big city for some reason. But the ridiculousness of saying, I just put up another video. If you go, by the way, if you want to go to my uh, Twitter page, it's Mike Unleashed, or at Kachapoli Mike. That's Mike Unleashed is the handle, at Kachapoli Mike is the address. And um, if you need a spelling of my last name, it's all over this podcast. I put up another video <clears throat> about an hour ago of this guy, this this short guy. Well, we can't say midget, right? Dressed like Chucky. Some people thought it was Jensaki, but no, it's not Jensaki. It's not Little Orphan Andy. I thought it might be Little Orphan Andy. It's 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 a it's a Chucky, and with the red hair and the outfit and everything, and he attacks people, and there are people responding. He just like grabs people in the subway as though it's like a horror movie. He doesn't seem to have a knife or a gun or anything, but he's just you know he's assaulting them. He's assaulting them, and some people said this is like a regular thing. I don't know if this is performance art or, or what this is. But um, this kind of thing is what's happening here. And Eric Adams is saying we don't want it to be. No, Eric Adams says if we have the Second Amendment here, it becomes the Wild West. What is it now, Mayor Adams? What is it now? It's going to become this? It's going to become worse than this? Because people will be able to defend themselves? Is that what Eric Adams is afraid of? That people will actually be afraid to defend themselves? Now, once again, I spoke about this yesterday. In the actual Wild West, People, there was much less crime. There was much less crime because people would be were able to defend themselves. The person about to commit the crime knew there was a really good chance <clears throat> that the person they were going to try to rape or, or, or rob or hurt probably had a gun on them. So they didn't do it. It's called a deterrent. It's why the police, by the way, in case you didn't understand this, it's why the police are a deterrent. The police are deterrent because they have guns. The police would not be a deterrent to criminals if they didn't carry guns, okay? If they carried squirt guns, they would not be a deterrent to criminals. They're a deterrent because the police have the guns and they can stop the crime with the gun, if need be. But you have these Democrats, these big city Democrats, saying we're going to fight this. And they're doing it now in New York. They're doing it now in New York where they they think, the, the state assembly thinks they're going to pass a law which says if you want to buy a gun to carry with you under the new Supreme Court ruling, you have to show all of your social media stuff. You have to you have to present all of your social media stuff to prove you're not a threat before you get the gun. And they think, these geniuses in the State Assembly in New York think this is going to hold up in a court of law. They really believe this is going to hold up in a court of law. Someone who wants to buy a gun, after they go through the usual background checks in time, have to now give their social media their social media, to some to some government agency that will then decide. The same people who decide on lockdowns and the same people who decide on masks and the same people decide on that vaccine stop the spread and 15 days to stop the spread and your mother-in-law will stop the spread. The same people, those people are going to decide whether you can protect yourself with a gun or not. And these people think this is going to pass muster in a court of law. Well, it's not. You see, they're just masturbating. They're just masturbating all over themselves. That's what they're doing. I want you to have that little disgusting image because that's what the New York State Assembly and the California Assembly and all the assemblies of these deep blue lefty lunatic states are doing. They're masturbating all over themselves because none of this will pass muster at all. It's not. Won't pass muster at all. Yet they think they're doing, you see, they think they're standing up to the right. You see, it, once again, this is more Trump derangement syndrome. In their mind, this is, oh, we're standing up to Trump. Right. Cause Trump told the Supreme Court what to do. They listened to him. It's the same, it's, it's the same sickness, the mental illness of Trump derangement syndrome. Make these, make them do these things that we know are not going to stand up in the court of law. They're not going to work. Even if they pass, they're not, they're not going to stand as law. But once again, think about this. This is why I say are Democrats deliberately destroying our cities? Are they? I think the answer is yes. I think the answer is yes. They, they do not want you to be able to protect yourself. They want to give drug addicts so that that gives criminals free reign over you. Right. To rob, to loot, to steal, to do whatever they want to you bodily harm. Where's, where's the bodily autonomy here, Democrats? Where's the bodily autonomy here? when it comes to to protecting yourself from a criminal. But not only do that, they don't want you to be able to protect yourself. And on top of that, they want centers where drug addicts can go and just feel safe and fi- fine and happy shooting up. Instead of saying, no, what you're doing is wrong, we're going to get you help. What you're doing is wrong, we're going to get you. You should feel guilty and bad about what you're doing. You should have to be standing in that al- corner alleyway, thinking to yourself, what the hell am I doing to myself? That's what you should think, because many people, that's how they have the come-to-Jesus moment. They look around them, and they think, what the hell am I doing to myself? And people, I'm not just talking about drug addicts, i alcoholics, people who smoke, all of that. That's often how they have a come-to-Jesus moment, and they hit rock bottom when they're in a place, and they say, how have I gotten here? That's not going to happen when you go to a cushy shoot-up center with cable TV and couches. Okay, that's not going to happen. That come-to-Jesus moment won't happen there when you go to the hotel when you go to the luxury hotel to do your drugs. So when I say are Democrats deliberately destroying our cities, once again, I'm, I'm giving you the answer of yes. You can call in if you want, by the way. You can call in if you want. Call in and tell me why Democrats aren't, why you believe they aren't or they are. If you think they are deliberately or not deliberately destroying our cities, call in and tell me. Call in and tell me. Because on my own, I can only assume they are, because of all of the information. All of the information I have says Democrats are deliberately destroying our cities. Now, why are they doing it? This is above my this might be above my pay grade. Why are they doing it? That, that I don't know. Maybe you have that answer too. If you have that answer, call in. If you believe Democrats are deliberately destroying our cities, why are they doing it? Why? Is there there money in it for them? Is there government funding? Is that part of it? You see how I'm doing here? I'm trying to go through common sense reasoning. What what is the reason that Democrats are deliberately destroying our cities? Because until someone convinces me otherwise, I believe the answer is simply yes. The answer is because they, they have the access to the YouTube videos. Eric Adams has the access to the crime reports. Eric Adams has the access. He knows that these homeless people are screaming at you in the streets and screaming at themselves in the streets. They know people are getting attacked by these lunatics dressed as Chucky on subways. They see all this. I've only been here for less than a week now. I've been here for less than a week now, and I see it all. I've seen it all, whether it's on social media or with my own eyes on the street. So you have to think that someone who's lived here for years and years and years and is running the city, is mayor of the city or city council, they have to know it's happening, too. They have to. And yet they continue. And yet they continue. So the answer to me is yes. Democrats are deliberately, they want criminals to be able to feel safe and comfortable. They want drug addicts and drug dealers to be able to feel safe and comfortable. That they want. That they want. Something else just happened. Once again, if you want to call in and talk about our main issue of our Democrats deliberately, you got it. You can call in or talk about anything you want. I'm going to talk about a couple other things here as well to wrap up the week. I believe that something good, I believe, and some of my conservative friends won't agree with me. Something good finally happened in California where they're going to, they've, they're telling the police in the state not to bother people who are loitering for sex with prostitutes or escorts. And I think that is great. Why? You say, Mike, come on, Mike, crime. You're talking about criminals, you're talking about crime, you're talking about homelessness, you're talking about drugs. Why the hell would you want people in the streets loitering, looking for sex, asking prostitutes to, because it's because it's a it's not a crime. I can't even say it's a victimless crime, it's not a crime. See, my libertarian part of me, which is most of me now, which is more of me every day, says this is not a crime. This is no one's being hurt, okay? With homelessness, with people screaming and yelling in the streets, that affects you in a negative way. Okay. It affects your life. It infringes on your rights. Someone committing a crime, raping, robbing, obviously, obviously your rights are affected. But with this, with, with escorting or prostitution, the oldest profession in the world, it's a deal between two adults. It's a deal between two adults and Once again, all this stuff, underage stuff, you trafficking, that's all separate. That's all the extreme versions of this. It's all separate from the majority of it, which is adults deciding they want to have sex and they want to pay for it or get paid for it, make a living doing it. I find absolutely no problem with that at all. Plus, most, the overwhelming majority of that happens online now. There's very little street prostitution these days. Why? Because of crime. Because it's not safe to do anything on the streets these days. So I do applaud California for taking the lead in making, finally, I mean, first of all, this is, it's a, this is almost like, I can't believe cops would even bother with this stuff anymore. With all of the problems we have with crime and, and, and violent crime and stores being robbed, I cannot believe any cop worth anything would give a shit if someone's asking for sex or paying for sex. Who cares? That, she said, I'm not worried. See, walking down the street, I'm not worried that the the escort is going to kill me. I'm not worried that John's going to kill me. Okay? That's not, I'm not worried about, I'm not worried about the pimp killing me. It's a business. They're in it for money. It's a business, and I'm not afraid of them. It's the same thing with organized crime. I'm not worried about Don Corleone killing me. I'm not worried. When I walk down the street at night, I don't think about an escort, a John or Don Corleone killing me. You know what I care about, the same things you care about. Like what happened here on, on, on 95th and Lexington Avenue two days ago where a 20-year-old mother is walking down the street with her stroller and a guy comes up and shoots her in the back of the head for no reason. That wasn't someone organized crime. That wasn't a mobster. That wasn't a pimp. That wasn't a prostitute. That wasn't a John. That's, the, that's what I worry about. That's the crime I worry about. That's what I want the politicians and the police to be worried about. Okay, not the oldest profession in the world, not two consenting adults making an agreement, seeking out each other, whether it be in the streets or online. Okay, so that's out of the way. And I wanted to make I wanted to make it clear to people who might say, well, Mike, you know, you want cities, you know, clean cities, no crime. That's that's how I explain myself. And I think I've explained myself clearly. Another thing I wanted to talk about, which I found interesting, I was watching Tucker Carlson. And he did a really good interview with Jair Bolsonaro. Uh, And he, uh, President Bolsonaro, was talking to him about different issues. But one of the major issues. Well, you should know in general, the lefties there hate him. The left hates him. So we just just knowing that makes me like the guy even more. But Jair Bolsonaro explained why he didn't get the COVID vaccine as his approach to the virus. And you know what? I can, well, it's too long, but uh, so I'll paraphrase what he said. He basically said, he basically said he used common sense and science, a combination of common sense and science. He He had COVID early on, okay? He had COVID early on. So having recovered from COVID, he said that's not what vaccines are for. You don't take a vaccine after you've had something, after you have the antibodies. uh, You take a vaccine if you want before you get something, not after you get something. So you already had COVID. And then he did a little research about the vaccines with, you know, that they were tested for about 25 minutes and that they had so many different side effects. So he he said, you know, with the, the fact that they weren't tested very long, they were rushed through, tons of side effects. And the fact that he already had it, he decided to not get the vaccine. Now, I think that is what you call common sense reasoning. Imagine that <clears throat> using common sense and reason, a leader of a country using common sense and reason, instead of just saying, big pharma says to do this, we must do it. Big pharma was making billions of dollars off something, says we should do it, therefore we should do it. And they're not doing it to make money. They're doing it because they're great people and they care about us. That's what other leaders, that's what almost every other leader, including the schmucks of this country have said. Dr. Fauci and Big Pharma, Pfizer and Moderna and Johnson and Johnson, remember Johnson and Johnson? You remember them? Where'd they go? Where'd they go? Uh, said, we must take this and that's it. So if you don't take it, you're nuts, you're a conspiracy, you're anti-science. No, Bolsonaro didn't fall for that shit. And I cannot believe an actual leader saying this. And of course, the people in this country have no idea that this is his thinking or his reasoning. Thank goodness for Fox News and Tucker Carlson for getting this out there. He also said he doesn't believe in forced medical procedures for the citizens. He can't say you must do this or you can't work. You must. He said it's a personal choice decision. Imagine that bodily, a real bodily autonomy, real medical freedom. The Democrats like to use lip service for that only when it has to do with abortion. When it's abortion, bodily autonomy, medical freedom up the wazoo. But anything else, especially the COVID stuff, no, no such thing, no such thing. So he was saying that. As a leader, I don't have, that's kind of like dictatorship to say you must have a medical procedure. That's not his words, my words, it's kind of Dr. Mengele, Nazi-type stuff, procedure or else. And so he described this to Tucker Carlson, his reasoning, his steps of reasoning. It wasn't just as the American, the left American media would have you believe. His reasoning was, it wasn't just, I'm a, I'm a nutty conspiracy person, I don't take medicine, which was the idiotic, was idiotic. That the guy that reaches this point that, come on, give me a break. But that's what the media here would have you believe that he's just a nut who doesn't believe in science and wants everyone to die. So he was explaining his reasoning, and it made perfect sense. And it's exactly the kind of common sense reasoning we never got here from our, from our leaders. He never got here from our leaders. We never got any of it here. And what I think he, he, he found out in, in Brazil is that when you do this when you tell people they have the actual choice and you give people you can say look you can look into it yourself maybe you've had already maybe you don't want the side effects maybe you don't want the chance maybe the negatives for you outweigh the positives for some people the positives will outweigh the negatives for some people they believe it's actual science for some it's up to you and when you do that you will find that more people get it and the people that get it are getting it because they want to get it not because they are coerced or forced to get it and that was the case in brazil now here we are in this country where we're seeing places like san francisco and new york that have 90 95 98 percent vaccination rates very high rates of every booster however many there have been have there been seven yet 12 where cases are exploding cases are exploding there are places where the highest vaccination rates, where hospitalizations are the highest. So what's their answer to this? That places where the vaccination rates are the highest, where there was the most mask wearing for the longest amount of time, or where there are the most cases and highest hospitalizations, higher than places where there's lower vaccination rate and no mask wearing. What does that tell you? What does that tell you? I will tell you this. If there was one place, one city, or one, let's say one city, where they had the highest vaccination rate and the longest mask wearing with the highest compliance and they had the highest amount of cases or highest amount of hospitals. If there was one city, that would prove to you the vaccine suck. But it's not because if the vaccines work that wouldn't happen anywhere. That didn't happen anywhere with polio. There were no cities with a, <laughs> high vaccination rates of polio where the most people had polio, okay? That never happened. You know why? Because the polio vaccine actually fucking worked. Unlike this one. But this is not just one city where we're seeing high vaccination rates, long mask wearing, where the cases are the highest, and the hospitalizations are the highest. It's several cities. It's more places than not. And yet, it doesn't matter. You know, there can be cities where there's 100% vaccination rates, where they never stopped wearing masks. And if the cases went up and hospitalizations went up, they still wouldn't admit those things didn't work. If everyone who got the vaccination died, they would say the vaccines worked because because they are losers. And they know after three years of lying to people, they can never admit they were wrong. They can never, they see pitchforks and guillotines. That's the, in their head. Dan, that's what they, you know, when they go to sleep at night, they see guillotines and pitchforks. If I admit that I was wrong, if we admit that we screwed you over three years, what's going to happen to us? I don't think they're thinking about elections. They're thinking about bodily harm. They're worried. So they'll never admit they were wrong. They know no matter what we can do, even though it sucks and it's obvious that we were wrong. And doing this is shitty. We're going to have to do this. We have no choice but to do this. Double and triple down. Double and triple down. What we can do is we can blame the one unvaccinated person. The one unvaccinated person in a city of three million is why this is happening. That one person that never wore their mask, this is why it's happening. That's what they say. Blame the people. Don't blame the policies. Blame the people. Don't blame yourself. And so this is what we're seeing. This is what we're seeing. You know who doesn't have to do that? Bolsonaro, because he never lied to his people. He never forced masks and vaccines on his people. He never forced lockdowns on his people. Same for Sweden. Same for Japan. But these are outliers. These are outliers. I wish, I wish I could say the majority did it the right way, but the majority did it the wrong way. It wasn't just the United States. Canada even worse. Australia even worse. I don't have to go through Austri- Austria. I don't Germany. I don't have to go through the usual offenders. France. All of them, basically. 90% of the world did it the wrong way. 90% of the world was wrong. The leaders were wrong. And so they can never, never admit they're wrong. And they never will. They never will. When you see a story of like a writer in the New York Times or the Washington Post saying, well, maybe masks weren't great. Maybe maybe the vaccine didn't stop. That doesn't mean they're, no one's admitting they're wrong. They're not admitting they're wrong. They're saying, "Oh, the data shows now," but we had our best interest in mind, and we weren't wrong. Remember, one writer in the Times, one writer in the Post is not is not the country admitting they did this wrong. It's not Democrats admitting. It's not Gavin Newsom admitting he did anything wrong. You don't see Gavin Newsom writing any columns where he admits he's wrong. You don't see you don't see London Breed or or, or Eric Adams or Kathy Hochul or Justin Trudeau. Or Joe Biden, even though he can't, couldn't write anyway, writing any articles saying they were wrong. No, of course not. That'll, that'll never ever happen. It'll never ever happen. Because they know. Pitchforks and guillotines, baby, dancing in their heads. Whether it's true or it happened or not, they are afraid. Too just they did too much harm for too long, not just to adults, but for children. Think about the parents. Think about what they with the what happened to their children. So they'll never admit they're wrong. Not now, not five years from now, not 100 years from now. It'll be up to the historians to say they were wrong. But they'll never admit. There'll never be any admitting from the government they were wrong, right? Never. So, you know, that's that's where we stand. That's where we stand. But going back to my original question of are our, our Democrats deliberately destroying our cities? Until they start doing things differently, until they start saying the Second Amendment is valid, even in major cities, even in big cities, the Second Amendment is as valid in New York City as it is in Fayetteville. The Second Amendment is as valid in San Francisco as it is is in Oklahoma City. Until they start saying that, admitting to that, and allowing people, if they wish, no one's going to be forced to get a gun, just as we're not forcing people to unmask. People should have the right to not wear a mask. People should have the right. I'm sorry, people do have the right to not wear a mask. People do have the right to buy a gun. So until the Democrats come around to this, come around to this, it's a reality. All they'd be doing is giving into reality. Until they give into reality and, and realize also that drug dealers and, and drug addicts and people who are crazy on the streets need to be put in places where they can get better. That's a good thing. When you take people who are sick in one way and make them get better, that's actually a good thing for them. That's actually a positive thing for them. It's not a negative thing. It's a positive thing for them in society. See, this is the common sense that Democrats don't seem to have. Or they have it and they are just deliberately destroying our cities. And if you think these people have common sense and they have intelligence, there's no other conclusion you can come come down to than Democrats are deliberately. Democrats are deliberately destroying our cities. That's it. There's no other answer. So until they change their ways, this will always be my conclusion. Until they, sh- they change their ways and they show they want to be different, they want to change their ways, then there's absolutely nothing, there's nothing that will convince me they're not doing this. For one reason or another, you might have to ask them, For one reason or another, they're doing it on purpose. And I'm sure over the weekend, coming up here in New York City, I will see more Michigas, as they might say in certain parts of the city, Michigas all over the place. One thing, I mean, we can do a pet peeve. We can do, to finish up our show tonight, we can do like a pet peeve. And I'm sure people in in every major city have, have seen this, but Uh, I'll speak to you specifically to those who are listening here in New York City. What is with the scaffolding? The scaffolding is everywhere. I'm telling you that it's been about a year since I've been here, and the scaffolding is like quadrupled. It's quadrupled. Now, I would say that's because they put so many different projects on hold, right? Once again, this is the Democrats destroying our cities. They put everything on hold, so once... Everything, once the green button again, once they push the green button, everything happens at once. So the scaffolding all over the city, it's so gross. It's so ugly. And you can't even... uh, once again, this is – once again, Democrats are deliberate. Small businesses were destroyed, right, here in New York. They were closed for a year. Then they reopened. Then they did the vaccine mandates in mass, which hurt them again, even though they were open. And so small businesses have been decimated for the last two-plus years. And now their businesses are being covered with scaffolding. I mean, you can't even see the name of the business. You've got to walk into the middle of the street and get hit by a car just to look up to see what the name of the business. Is that a haircut place? Is that a restaurant? You can't tell if it's – is it a hotel or a hostel? You have no idea. So this is killing these businesses even more. Once again, there's there's it's like constantly adding in Democrats are constantly adding insult to injury. They're constantly adding insult to injury and it's all due to their failed policies. It's like the domino effect of their failed policies. It's the domino effect of their awful failed policies. The scaffolding has to go. It's 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 absolutely disgusting. It's like the city is just being built just started being built today be a nice city once finished maybe it'll be a nice city when the democrats are finished every city that's run by democrats will be nice when the democrats are finally finished when people finally wake up and say we have to get rid of these people we have to get rid of these people bite the bullet think outside the cult vote in libertarians vote in democrats vote in Independents. vote in republicans To get rid of the democrats look i see daniel comes on almost the end of the show Daniel finally comes on. Daniel's one of my, my best listeners. I've been talking my ass off for 33 minutes now. 33, as they say, 33 minutes I've been talking my ass off. And Daniel finally pops up. Um, maybe Daniel, 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 I'm going to ask you a question. Maybe you can call in. Maybe we'll call in. We can end the show soon, but I want you. way, there's no movie review. I know people are depressed. There's no movie review, even though it's a Friday, and I've been doing the movie review every Friday for the last seven months. There's no film review because there's no film to see. There's never. It's a, it's a dead weekend. I think. I think Thor is coming next weekend, so bear with me. That'll be next weekend's film review. Um, but I think a lot of people get out of the way for the last couple of films, like like Elvis and such, and the the horrible dinosaur movie. And I, I think it, this weekend was nothing was going on. But Daniel. Yes, Daniel is called. Daniel, this is the question I'm asking. You You see the title. Stay there. Don't go anywhere. I'll get you in a second. The title of the show is, Are Democrats Deliberately Destroying Our Cities? I want you to tell me if you think Democrats are deliberately destroying our cities, and if so, if so, why are Democrats deliberately destroying our cities? Daniel, are you there? Hello, Daniel. Yes, i hey, Yeah, yeah I'm here. I'm um, here.
1: Yep. Okay. Yeah, Mike, you're you're starting at all different times of the day. It's hard to keep track of uh what time you're starting these days. Well, I have a life, Daniel, here in New York. I'm trying to have fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. We are we, we all are. Okay. So, um so so the um the question again was, do we think liberals are trying to destroy our cities? Well, first of all, I take well, no, yeah, no no, all, no Democrats. Democrat I know you don't like to you. use the word liberals. Democrats. Okay. 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 If you're going to narrow it. If you're going to narrow it down um, to Democrats, then, then then that's something I can uh, like I can I can uh, deal with that language because I don't think it's liberals. I, as I said before, I think there are very few liberals left in the Democratic Party. They've become ill liberals. Um, but when it comes to the Democratic Party, are they trying to destroy our cities? Well, the the I think that's the result. Of their, of their policies, is that it's causing great harm to our cities, to our communities, to families, to individuals. Um, it's, it's been catastrophic these last two and a half years. We've never seen anything like this, never seen anything like this with respect to both the outcome and the ostensible intent Behind these policies it 's just been everything has just been so grossly misguided if it 's not intentional i mean of, of course, intent matters because in in, in, in any human uh, um, In any human endeavor, in in any human conflict, intent matters because that's important with respect to establishing whether that individual or group of individuals will possibly engage in similar behavior again. Um, I think you can just assume that. (laughs) But intent, who knows? Outcome, disastrous. Well... Uh, the
0: reason why you, you missed a little bit of it, but the reason why I was saying I, ha- I have to uh, uh, say that they are is simply because they have the access to the same information we all have the access to. Like I said, I've only been here six days now. So if I've, if I've been, and of course I live in San Francisco, but if, even if I just come from like middle America and I'm here for six days, I'm seeing enough information to tell me what's wrong. So if you're Eric Adams, you're the mayor of a city, you're a city council member, you've lived here for years and a lot of people have lived here their whole lives, they, they, they have access, the information. That we have access to that shows there are problems, and yet they not only do they do nothing to solve the problems, all they do is make it worse. Like I've said, like in San Francisco, they want to do the free, the you know, the nice luxury injection site so people can feel good about doing drugs. You know, then you have a a police, uh, you have a a mayor here and London Breed and saying things like, "Well, we don't want our average citizens to be able to get guns and protect themselves because that will." will become, will become the Wild West. No, 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 you're already the Wild West. But in the Wild West, there was a lot less crime because everyone had guns. So the criminal would know the person they're about to try to rape or rob or loot or kill might kill them first. And that was like a deterrent. It was called even playing field. And we're not on an even playing field here. And most of the criminals in big cities know we're not on that. The, the person they're about to try to hurt or kill probably there's a, a less than 1% chance they're armed. Now, if the criminal thought there was a 50 50 chance even that they were armed, they might think twice. So the, the Democrats know this can be done. These things can be done to help our cities. Yet they aren't doing this stuff. In fact, they're fighting against it. They're trying to make it harder for people to defend themselves, they're making it well. easier for drug addicts to do drugs. So isn't it deliberate? How can it not be
1: deliberate? Well, you know, Mike, when you know the saying, um, when all you have is a hammer, every problem looks like a nail. Yes, they have the same access to the same information that that we have they don't necessarily, they aren't necessarily looking at that information, and if they're coming from from, if they're looking at their information with a particular set of premises that we don't have, they can interpret that information totally different. Um, There are logical syllogisms that they may form with respect to their premises that they have that we may not understand, plus the the facts that we, we share and both understand could lead them to different uh, logical c- conclusions about what to do to better themselves and better societies the problem the problem is is that this, they as you said they simply aren't they aren't looking at the facts and it's, or they at least if they're seeing it they're deliberately saying i don't care my most important thing that i have been saying since the beginning of this covid business is the truth matters and it's been very obvious from day one, when my children's schools were shut down in March of 2020, that they were just disregarding the truth. They're disregarding the truth with respect to natural immunity. They're disregarding the truth with respect to mask. They were disregarding the truth with respect to lockdowns. They were disregarding the truth with respect to when vaccines are appropriate. This was all conventionally established medicine and epidemiology for at least 100 years or more and, and they just simply disregarded it all. Why they thought they could disregard it? Was it malicious? Or are they living in sort of a a, a world where they think that problems that really aren't solvable are solvable? Do, do they think that, is it, is it arrogance that, that let them, let them or lent them to dismissing um, everything that was known, everything that was conventional and established and well-known? Well, and
0: yes, I mean we we we've just discuss, i I've discussed this that it it it's you know there's no we've said we've discussed it a million times and there's no going back for them they they they're, they're stuck in a mindset where they cannot admit issues they can't they can't admit they were wrong you know they they can't, they can't admit they were wrong so at this yeah, point, it's,
1: the, gone, it's, it's gone way too far it's gone way politically too far. yeah. Politically, absolutely. Correct. On a personal basis, maybe you can get the friends to admit that things have gone too far. But on a political basis, oh, geez, no. They, they are so down, so far down that political yep. rabbit hole, invested in COVID and fear mongering, that there is no way that they that they can, you know, get their little tails out of the hole again.
0: Yeah. It's like it's like it's like Hitler admitting halfway through the Holocaust. Oh, shit. I'm a bad. Exactly. Person. I've done wrong. I've, I mean, you know, it's, of course, it's not going to happen. It's just it's just simply it's just simply not going to happen.
1: So yeah, it would be like Greenspan saying, uh, oh, I shouldn't have kept the interest rate so low in, in 2002 and three and four, which you right. know inflated a housing bubble, you know, is probably the biggest reason for the, the housing bubble it's did he ever apologize for that no <laughs> no
0: no there's never any apology it's not going to be an apology but there are there are what, what's what, what once again which makes me believe going back to the question of the day of uh, the democrats still believe destroying our city is that i cannot believe the answer is no because there are so many things forget COVID. that's you know that, that they've destroyed everything with with their COVID policies but there are certain things they can do now there are certain things they can do now that can help the crime situation. That can help the dr- you know the, the drug addiction situation, the suicide, the overdoses, the homelessness, crime, all of that. There are certain things they can do now that the course can be reversed on this because we've seen countries do it over the years, we've seen cities do it over the years. It's happened before in other places, but they refuse to do it. They simply refuse to do it. Which is they they, they,
1: they, they they've yeah. got an ideology, you know, they've got a certain ideology that is. Um, focused very heavily in the last you know few decades um, upon the perpetrator of, of, of crimes and their um, lack of, of social and economic privilege as being the reason for their criminal behavior. Whether that, whether that's true or not is, is, can be debated, but we know the end result of criminal behavior, and that's anguish that is great, great harm in our inner cities, and we know how to stop it. You you can sit there blaming society, which is just so hard to control. I mean, that's something that's out out of your control. How are you going to manipulate the entirety of society to to solve the problem of inequality and inequities in this country? It is a very, very, very difficult problem. But you can stop crime. You can say, you know, I'm sorry. Whatever landed you in this present situation that you are resorting to crime, um, we can't tolerate it.
0: I agree. You're right. I mean, it, it, you know, so, so, you know, I, I can't, I, I can't for one, for one minute believe that, you know, and I know with things like crime and homelessness and drug addiction, the cities in the states that have that, that have the worst get, get federal funding. I mean, we know this. They do get federal funding, just like hospitals got federal funding for jumping up, p- pumping up the COVID numbers. We know that. So people do things for, for monetary reasons. You know, they, they like having this money. They like having these funds that they often don't use for the situation. We know they're like 99% of the funds these cities and states got for, for COVID. They didn't use for COVID. They're using for other things. So they like that. They like, they like having money to play with. Okay? They like having the legislature, the, the, the governors, they like having the mayors, they like having this money to play with. They can pretty much do whatever they want because there's no and balances on it. So we, oh, know yeah. they get money. we know they get money for this stuff. So actually, the, the, the truth of the matter is that when crime goes down and homelessness goes down and drug addiction goes down and drug overdoses and all that stuff goes down, the money goes away. The money starts to drive. You get less money, just like if these hospitals – when they stopped reporting COVID deaths, that money went away. They, yep. it's, it's, you can it's, get it's, certain Yeah. Go ahead, Sorry. Right. So that my answer would be that's one reason possibly why they're deliberately sure. destroying cities.
1: Yeah, yeah, Def. definitely. Um as we've said, as we've discussed many times, there is always money to be made in chaos if you're positioned nicely to do so. And There's obviously people that are making money in this chaos, whether it's COVID, whether it's inflation, whether it's crime. There's people that that have vested interests and continue it. Um, As a society, we all know we can't tolerate any of this stuff. We can't tolerate the mass hysteria around COVID, can't tolerate the inflation, can't tolerate the crime. crime. It doesn't matter if someone had an underprivileged background and that's why they're they're criminal now. It doesn't matter if uh, somebody... uh, uh wasn't watching their diet and exercise and that's why they're beefing there and that's why you know so so many people <laughs> succumb to a, a relatively benign infection which is SARS-CoV-2 it, it doesn't all matter what matters is what society can tolerate we all draw a lot, our society as a in its totality Somehow draws lines through law, through social interactions, through all kinds of mechanisms, draws lines and says we can and we cannot tolerate this. And it can be on anything. It can be on social issues. It can be on economic issues. It can be on matters of war. We simply say we can and we cannot tolerate this. And it's not always based on some ideological Idea or of morality of right or wrong—it's quite often based on resources. And our ideas right. of what is my ideologically right and morally and ethically right—those um, um, are often influenced by resources. It's—it's—it's it's, it's a complicated situation. But at some point, everybody says has to say, regardless of what got us here, we can't tolerate this.
0: Well, and in Republican-run cities, and I understand it. It's a lot, many of the Republican-run cities are smaller cities. I get it, but they have the same problems, just on a smaller scale. But they also have less money to work with.
1: But the problem, the thing is, you, well, they you have look smaller at, problems. No, go ahead. What were you saying? Go ahead. Finish that. And, and they and they tend to draw a line. They tend to draw a line. And they and and they, I think, that in a lot of conservative areas, they're not denying that the, the, the factors that might lead to increases in crime and might, and that the path may be through poverty, they're not denying that. What they're simply saying is we acknowledge that, but you can't do it anyway. Right, exactly. It is. It's drawing that line and it's saying
0: it ends up being much more sympathetic and it ends up being much more helpful when you draw that line and you show some toughness and tough love, if you will, because that's... Is, that is, Right. If you get the people off the streets, let's say Mike Cachapoli's method of when someone is obviously on the streets not on social fucking media, on the streets, and they're yelling at people and they're screaming at people and obviously a threat to themselves or a, bl- a blossoming threat to themselves and others. If you force them off the streets and into some kind of treatment, it's going to help them and it's going to help society. It may seem harsh at first, but in the end, in the long term, it's not
1: harsh. It's harsh not doing that. It's harsh not well, doing uh, that. Yeah, yeah. Y- you know, every good parent... Um, learn something really quickly hopefully because this is what's going to establish whether they're going to be a good parent or not learns to draw boundaries with their children really quickly and they do it really quickly and they do it so that they don't have to come down and be harsher later they do it so they can avoid all the um, bad behavior that is going is going to simply escalate if they don't nip it in the bud right away. So smart parents will do things like, you know, a, a child and in, interact in, in in a child is uh, acting out in a restaurant. Um, they immediately take them outside. Immediately, just pick them up and take them outside. One of the parents will always be established. and you know, it's okay. It's your turn this time. And and the child doesn't like that. The child doesn't like being separated from the rest of the group. Um, and. It, it, so subtle things like that. If you do it early, next time, it, it takes one time to do this, really. One, maybe two times, depending on the child. And the child stops. Well, But if you sit there and, and you say, and you talk to the child and you try to reason with, with an 18-month-old about this, they're just gonna. They're gonna learn to manipulate you, and they will escalate, and they will escalate, and they escalate, and it will be months of, of just <laughs> a horrible experience. With the, which which it should have been your most beautiful experience in your life, it'll be a horrible, horrible experience. And and in the end, you will have to come down on that child in order to nip the bud, and nip that bad behavior in the bud. You'll have to come down on them very harshly. So, well, and I, I don't, This I don't is what you have to do in society too. Right. I don't talk about
0: the border much, but there was someone on he was a, a border guard, a border guy on uh, Tom Homan who who ran ICE back when Trump was president and he said it the Biden administration likes to claim that their border policy is is the is the soft is the is the is the sympathetic right policy. Let everyone in. But it's actually the opposite of that. Because what what you're getting are people trapped. you're getting kids that off. You're getting kids with
1: have to
0: I had to mute you there, Daniel, because I think you're I think you're in the uh, San Francisco wind. I think you're in the San Francisco wind. But what I wanted to say is the fact matters. it's not sympathetic policy that Biden's board open border policy because it ends up killing more people. Fentanyl comes into the country. Young people die here. of Fentanyl poisoning. So you have that. You, you have the fentanyl poisoning. That the, that the drug dealers, the mules bring into this country. You have children who end up being separated from their family. You have children that end, up, that end up dying. You have people end up dying. Look what just happened with that truckload of people where they were dead. So it's not a sympathetic policy. It's the opposite of sympathy. It's the opposite of sympathy. It's actually killing more people. It's killing more Mexicans and it's killing more migrants and it's killing more American citizens, especially young children. So that's the whole point of it is that sometimes you have to draw the line to the sand and do what's not so popular, let's say, although I believe a closed border is popular. I believe it's, once again, the the minority left that screams the most about these things. Um, But it's just in the end, the policy will end up saving more lives. In the end, a stronger policy, a closed border, a stronger border policy, will end up saving more lives of Mexicans and innocent, um, me- innocent Mexicans and innocent American citizens who are dying because of all the fentanyl that's being brought in under Joe Biden and his open open border policy. So once again, that's another. Uh, I say a Democrats destroying our cities. A Democrats deliberately destroying the country could be the the next show, right? It could be a bigger question, not just destroying our cities, but they like deliberately destroying our country. Whether 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 you believe they're doing it on purpose or not, I'll I'll close in this, whether you think they're deliberately doing it on purpose or not, they have the ability to change. Everyone has the ability to course correct. Everyone has the ability to see what's going on. Everyone has the ability to see what their policies are leading to. Okay? And everyone has that. Everyone has that. They have that ability to do that. And the Democrats seem to not want to course correct at all. Okay, they seem to not want to to course correct at all. It doesn't matter how many migrants show up dead uh, in these trucks, no matter how many migrants drown, no matter how many kids are separated from their parents, no how many parents, how drug dealers use kids to get into the country, not much but fentanyl is coming to the country and killing people. We see it happening once again, as I was saying to Daniel. We have they have the same access to information that we have. In fact, I think they have better access to information, much better access because they have people who gather this information, and actually show to them in printouts every day. So whether it's deliberate or it's just bad policy, I think it has to come down to it's on purpose. It's on purpose, one way or the other. And that's it. That's that's, that's my conclusion after this nearly hour-long show, is that – and I'll do a last call here, a last call for d- d- drinks. Uh, a last call if, you, if anyone else wants to call in – um, and, and once again, agree with me that Democrats are destroying, deliberately destroying our cities or disagree with me that Democrats are not deliberately destroying our cities. But if not, we'll, we'll pick it up. We'll pick it up again next week, because uh, obviously between now and next week, it's not going to change, unfortunately. It's not going to change. And it seems to be getting worse and worse by the day. You know, the, I'm in New York in the Daily News here, the newspaper on every Friday. They did it today. They, uh, they put out like, the crime blotter and it's all the crimes that have been committed. And they should, actually, a friend of mine said I should do it every Friday show. And I might start doing this or at least part of every Friday show. Read, read those crimes. Even though it's, it's New York City centric, it's still, it, it shows you uh, it's the biggest city in the country. It's one of the biggest cities in the world. And this is what's happening here. That every Friday, the, a major newspaper comes out the crime blotter showing you all the crimes that have been committed. And the person who runs that section is never going to be out of a job. In fact, they probably have more people, they're hiring more people to to gather this information, the data, because it's so bad, you know? And it's really a shame because it really seems to me as though the city is starting to come back a little bit, despite the fact that you know, the vaccines are always hanging over people's heads, vaccine mandates, mass mandates because it's run by Democrats. You know, even lockdowns into a lesser extent, of course, would be the last thing that happened again, but always possible when Democrats are running the city and the scaffolding all over the place and small businesses are having so much trouble coming back. And it's just, you know, what could be, when you see what could be in a city like this, what could be, a glimmer of what could be, if Democrats weren't running it anymore. If Republicans took over a city like this, what's what's the worst thing that will happen if Republicans take over this city? Is crime? What crime's going to go up even more? Is homelessness going to get even worse? Where 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 where? What cities do Republicans run? Well, that's the Omaha, Oklahoma City, Tulsa. Want me to keep going? Well, what cities have crime worse than New York per capita? Of course, New York's the biggest, but per capita. Homelessness per capita, drug addiction, suicide, drug overdoses per capita. Where? What Republican run city? Which one? So (laughs) the fact of the matter is, it can only get better. But I said this yesterday and I'll say it again. I talked to Democrats here and they all said, no, no Democrat here doesn't think crime's a problem. There's no Democrat here who's like, oh, nah, it's not a problem. Every Democrat, every person you talk to, the Democrat says, oh, my God, it's gotten so much worse. It's getting so much worse. So they, they see it's such a weird intellectual cognitive disconnect. They see the problem. But then in the next breath, they don't understand that the people who are running it are causing it. The people who are running it are causing. There are policies that Republicans have that make things safer. Their cities are safer because of their policies. It's not just osmosis. Okay. There's a reason for it. Society, you get what you deserve in society. You get the representation you deserve. And so, but they can't seem to make that one connection. They'll say crime is horrible. Homeless. Oh my God, this city's gone downhill. It's the worst. But the next breath they'll, not, they'll never say, it's time to start voting for Republicans here. Time to start voting for Republicans here. Time to kick the Democrats out. They'll never say that. They'll say, they'll say stupid things like, it's time to kick the mayor out. Like with Bill de Blasio, the former former useless Tower of Jelly mayor. They'll say it's time to kick him out, and and they'll replace him with someone who's just as bad, if not worse. They'll replace him with Eric Adams. Then they'll say, even though Eric Adams has only been mayor for seven, seven and a half months, it's time to kick him out. Well, who would they replace him with? Another person with a D next to their name who's horrible. This is an aggravating cognitive disconnect aggravating cognitive disconnect. Maybe that'll be the title of a different show. Why? What is with this cognitive? Why can't big city liberals or illiberals, as Daniel would say, why can't they vote for Republicans consistently? I know Giuliani won here. Bloomberg was a Republican for a day and a half, whatever it was. But why can't they do it consistently? And when they see a Republican, and I have tons of problems with Giuliani, especially the current day Rudy Giuliani, but even back then I had tons of problems with Giuliani, but and I had problems with Bloomberg, but one problem we didn't have was crime was down. Crime wasn't up. So if they see if you see that, if you're a New Yorker and you see okay, during Giuliani crime was down, during Bloomberg crime was down, before Giuliani when Democrats run the city when it was Dinkins or let's say Koch, crime was up after Bloomberg De Blasio and Eric Adam's crimes up. you can see that right? you're smart enough to be able to look back 10, 15, 20 years right and see the through line okay see the common sense there Why then vote for why then vote for Democrats again? Well, I'm answering my own question here. The reason why they didn't vote for Republican this time is because of Donald Trump. That's the only reason they won't vote for Republicans now. It's that Trump derangement syndrome that every Republican is Trump. Every Republican is Trump. Every Republican represents Trump. So we can't vote. So if you're a Democrat, you can't vote for Republicans now. It's no, no, no. You can't. You're you're, if you do, you're a white supremacist, neo-Nazi, domestic terrorist. If you vote for Donald Trump now, okay. If you vote for that, if you vote vote for a Republican, you know that's the. uh, Who do we have here? We have Dia. Is this Dia on the line? I think we have Dia on. Dia, if you're, I think Dia is a new caller. You have to, un- there you go. There you go.
2: <laughs> it took me a minute to figure it out, sweetheart. I've been trying to sign in for days. <laughs> <laughs> you know,
0: this technology is a horrible thing, It really. <laughs>
2: I, I, I'm not a big fan, but I, I signed in and I've been listening for quite a few minutes now. and <laughs> I, was, I was waiting to, until you were done ranting. <laughs> hey, hey, you my rants are well. Comments. I have well-intentioned rants. <laughs> no, your your
0: rants are amazing. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah. So uh, I'm gonna ask you the question. Are Democrats deliberately destroying our cities?
2: Absolutely. And I think it's becoming more and more obvious actually that a lot of Democrats are getting really upset that the liberal side is like taking it over. It's like everybody says, like you said, about the Republicans, we're all Trumpers, right? Yeah. But now, every Democrat's a complete libtard. Well, most of them have kind of went in that direction. But I think it's kind of sad for people that have been registered Democrat for, you know, 20, 30 years that are old school Democrats, you know, back when we all used to get along. You remember those days? I think so. Yeah, and now it's it, yeah, because it's been so long. It's been forever. Um, I, I think that a lot of the Democrats have gone so far left. That it's insanity. I mean, it really is. I mean, the way they talk, the things they say. I don't know if you've been watching what AOC has been spewing, but everything is just absolutely so far left. It's there is no Democrat and Republican anymore. There's they call you Trumpers or you're a complete left wing libtard. That's it. Well, and this is what we've talked about with people talking about this for a
0: while, that there are extremes. You know, there are extremes that are taking over now, but it seems like the loudest voice uh, are now the uh, the Democrats. They were, the, the 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 extreme left now seems to be the the, the loudest voices. Um, they are
2: so loud and they're so intolerant, which is funny to me because they're the ones that are always talking about how crazy the red side is. The Democrats have completely lost their minds. I was reading. I think you saw it on my Twitter the woman that said I would like to get pregnant with Trump's baby just so I could pull it out and cut its head off. And I'm like, Oh, that was just, that, was disgusting, hell? that. that was disgusting. What the hell is wrong with these people though? Right. I mean, realistically you're going to call yourself the tolerant left yeah. who talks like that. And the and fact you remember, that you remember Kathy I, Griffin, Kathy Griffin with the Trump oh, yeah, head. when she held the head up and, and yeah. that was completely acceptable. But if you or I were to say, Oh, we wish AOC would get hit by the, the Metro in New York we would be banned from Twitter for 30 days or whatever. Well, it is. That's
0: the hypocrisy is at the left. I know people on the left who go, Oh, come on. Freedom of expression. Kathy Griffin's a just a silly comedian. Big deal. freedom of expression. I say, okay, so what if, um, <laughs> freedom some of expression, right, what some, what if some person on the right did that with Biden's head? What would the, what would you say? Freedom of expression? Come on, please.
2: Oh, the feds <laughs> would show up at their house. <laughs> of course, of course. Seriously. But well, any of that stuff it's so biased. it's so hypocritical all of it is so hypocritical at this point. I noticed that you're shadow banned if you're on the right. You're even if you're even conservative, you could be a conservative democrat and you're still shadow banned. They're still bashing you. It's oh, it's I, like a, oh, it's I, I know
0: people including myself are totally shadow banned. You know, it's amazing. Uh, it you know you it's so absurd. I really hope Elon Musk fixes this. But something like Twitter, you'll see Someone with fifty followers will say, I, "I like bananas," and it'll be like eighteen and, million. <laughs> and it'll be like eighteen million retweets. I've got seven thousand followers. I'll say something that's pretty smart, and I'll get like two. And you know, I'm being shadow. You're being
2: shadow banned. It's, yes, it's absolutely. It's, it's well, obvious. I'm hoping. No, you're right when you say that. Though, I did you notice though, Elon? I think what is this—the ninth day of silence?
0: No, he came back on today four hours ago.
2: Oh, yes. I haven't been on. I didn't know. Yeah, in
0: fact, I was going to tweet, Elon, thank you, finally. People will be able to breathe again. Because he came well, back on about four hours ago. He came he back explain on. the absence? Nah, who knows? You know what? It's probably dotting the... I'm guessing, I'm hoping, praying, it's dotting the I's and crossing the T's. You know what I'm saying? That's what Twitter? I'm hoping, too. <laughs> yeah. I hope it's a
2: done deal.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing he might have been a little busy with that, with that whole thing. You know, but it, it's obvious. I mean, look, it's, it's obvious that they have found a way not only to censor but the censor so secretively and privately that it's almost it's impossible to prove it you know um oh, but absolutely we all, we all know we all right. know it's done but the, the 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 intolerant left is something that's been around for a long time That's, and that's really the one difference
1: so people ha- like
0: people like this e- e- equity thing where the democrats are just as bad as republicans or but some some ways yes but with the intolerance i'm telling you you know this the left got that market cornered, baby.
2: Oh, They've got that. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Did you, what did you think? You know, speaking of it, what did you think of the other day when Nancy Pelosi literally shoved the child away from her? You saw that well, video.
0: And it's obvious, once again, if you have eyes, if you have eyes, you have you have, you have common sense, your have, you have sane mind, it's obvious what she was doing. She wanted to get a better shot of herself. That's all. I mean, she wanted to get a better... She didn't want to be. She didn't want to even have part of her body taken up in the photo, and yet you have people, you have people on CNN and MSNBC on the left saying, "Oh, these right wing conspiracy people, it's all a conspiracy, this is a conspiracy." She wasn't. She was only. She was trying to. She was trying to move the child into the shot. It's like, are you serious?
2: She was pushing her out of the way, and I think she was. My impression of it, and I could be wrong, is that she was like, "Get this brown kid away from me."
0: Well, because it was the kid of the Republican woman, that's why. You know, if if it was the kid yeah. of the, oh, De- that if, well. that, if
2: that was a Democrat, she would probably
0: have been a lot nicer to everybody.
2: She probably you know? would have been hugging the child.
0: Right. You know, Joe Biden kissing. Mm-hmm. Her, you know.
2: <laughs> yeah. Right. You mean sniffing
0: <laughs> yeah. their hair. Well, and then, once again, that's part of this cognitive. Dis- I, I don't, I don't get the disconnect. Like I've, I've said, with New Yorkers, you know, in one breath they'll say the city is shit; it's gone downhill. The next moment they'll say, "But who's the next Democrat we're going to vote for?" I mean, it's it's, it's insanity. But, but with stuff like that, where you see a video of someone pushing someone out of the way, you see a video of a guy uh, who's you know seventy years older than the child, caressing their hair and kissing their ear, with a child is like shrieking
2: smells them. Yeah, and,
0: and people say, oh, no, no, nothing wrong with that. It's perfectly normal. He's just a nice old man, a nice old man. Right, because if Trump yeah. did the same thing, I'm sure the left would be saying that, oh, right? Yeah. yeah, they'd be lynching him.
2: Of course. They'd be
0: lynching him. <laughs> there's, no, there's, no, there's no doubt about it. We could play the what-if game forever. We could play the what-if game all night long. But it, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a constant thing. Mm. But I think, I mean, you know, we live in, you, you and I live in San Francisco. I'm in New York now, and I see very similar Are you in problem. New York right now? Oh yes, right now. Yes, oh, this is live from New York.
2: It's where are nine. you? Where am I? Midtown. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. guess we don't want to blab your business online, but I did not know no. you were not in town. Yeah, Midtown, looking right
0: outside the window now onto the street here. But it, it's some of the problems are very similar. I mean, the people, the people in the streets, half naked, yelling at themselves and other people.
2: Oh yeah. Got that. Got that in spades I here. How do the Democrats protect them all when winter comes? Because you and I both know New York is not homeless friendly in the winter.
0: It's not homeless friendly in the winter. It's not. And you know what? The liberals do have policies that make sense, but they don't they don't extend that to other things like there's a policy here in the winter that if it's if it hits 32 degrees, the homeless people ha- have to be moved into shelters. They cannot say no. They can be forcibly moved into shelters. Well, why they oh, do really? That? Well, they really against their will? Against, yes, against their will, the police can take them and move now if the police don't want you know some police oh, so don't want how to bother we
2: can't do how come we can't do that here with our we'll say it in a nice way our unhoused addicts
0: right so, so, okay let's look at the mentality of a of a Democrat. We do that for the homeless people in the winter so they don't freeze to death okay good, good reasoning. So they can continue
2: to vote also so they can
0: continue to vote you're so oh you're so cynical, dear. But no, well, you know, like,
2: I, I, you know what? Now, now that I got knocked out of my running, I, I can say whatever I, I want online, right? Well, that's
0: true. That, that, well, another we'll have, show. We,
2: you and I, actually have to have another private conversation well, there'll, about there'll that, be so enough, I can we'll, tell we'll, you we'll
0: another show about uh dia and 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 also a yeah. recent uh, recently the green party uh, the Democrats knocking out a, a green party person off the ballot because they didn't want any any competition from a green party person we'll talk about that you're too you're
2: kidding me right the green no. party that gets like 0.08% doesn't, of oh speaking of 0.08% Nancy Pelosi's husband anyway but actually well, oh,
0: but, but where's the rim shot? oh i got i got <laughs> i got to get the rim shot going but no no, no but, yeah, but wait a minute Jill Stein Jill Stein killed Hillary Clinton, right? Right. <laughs> with, her, with, her, with her 1% vote nationwide. She I know. She really? but, but getting back on track, they see how that works. Okay, we, we want to protect the homeless people in the winter, so we put them in the shelter. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Good idea. So what about extending that to just like getting people who are a threat to themselves and other people off the streets in general and into... Treatment centers. Why, why can't they just extend that thinking to that? Why, why is, why is forcing a, a, a homeless person off the streets when it's 31 degrees okay,
2: but not forcing them off the streets when they obviously need help? Sweetheart, for the same reason that they don't cure cancer, they just treat it. Uh, that's. I was talking about that with Daniel. I was talking about that there's money to be made
0: in this stuff. Absolutely, no
2: doubt about oh, it's, it. it's... It is huge. Think of especially Democratic cities. You look at Seattle and now Portland, which it breaks my heart because I grew up there and it didn't used to be this way. You look at these Democratic cities, Lori Lightfoot, all these people, New York, Chicago, L.A., San Francisco, Seattle, Portland. They have so much to benefit. I mean, look at all the job generation. Look at all the generating of jobs you get in cities like this because you can – put together so many teams to follow these people around every day, make sure they're warm enough, make sure they eat, make sure that you Narcan them, make sure that they live long enough to pull another, What I don't even know what the exact amount is, but I'm pretty sure it's the same amount like when someone's in jail. Like You get like $1,100 a day, your city or your state or whatever, for each homeless person or each person you put in a detox that they don't detox from. All of these people are a dollar amount that you receive from the federal government every day for having them.
0: There goes, there, there goes more proof. There goes more proof of my, my statement. The Democrats are deliberately destroying our cities.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: No doubt about it. You know, why
2: wouldn't they, you know, they, they actually say that San Francisco will be, and New York might beat us to it. I'm not sure, but they say that San Francisco will be the very first city in the country that the only people that live here are the super elite. And the homeless.
0: That's it. That's it. That's what it'll be: the super elite and the homeless. Uh, absolutely. Well, and
2: you had fifty-eight thousand people move out of here last year. Fifty-eight thousand. Well, that's a lot of people.
0: Well, I've heard overall since uh, the beginning of the pandemic, maybe one hundred and fifty to two hundred thousand people.
2: You're probably. You're probably right.
0: Right. No. So that's added, were, that's 80, added, that's at eight hundred. So that's almost twenty twenty five percent of a population of a city. That's a lot. That's a, that's a huge chunk of a pub and then add in all the people who are still there who don't want to be,
2: (laughs) don't want to be there,
0: you know, who, who would leave if they could. No. So
2: I actually spoke to, there's a couple that lived in the building next door to where my work is and they were outside, they had a moving truck and then they actually had one of those big haulers that you load all your vehicles onto, you know, they have like 15 vehicles on it. And I was outside and I said, are you, are you guys moving? He's like, Oh yeah, we're getting the hell out of here. We're out of here tomorrow morning. I said, where are you going? He goes, we're going to Nashville. And I was like, okay. There, and there, they're both techies. Yeah. And they were, they're were. they like, we're out. We're, uh, we're out of here.
0: Yep. Uh, there are people moving to Nashville, Tennessee, Texas, Florida. There are people from you know California, Texas, a big destination. New York, Florida is a big destination. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, there's, uh, there are people moving left and right. They're, they're moving left and right. And when you walk through the streets, you say, you know what? The people... People would come to the come. People would come to cities like New York and San Francisco for a few different reasons: amenities, uh, you know, the nightlife, entertainment, um, well, and jobs. Education. You know, yeah. And, and all those things are gone now. All those things are gone. That's it. You talk New York oh, City. You still need. Are. In New York City, you still need a vaccine to get a job here. You need to, you need to have the vaccine to get a job here still. And there's you no are kidding me. No, and there's no end in sight you know, for, for that. Any, for any business at all. That's it. You must have a vaccine. New York City has a mass, not 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 a city. Any job, yes,
2: a city job or or a private job, you must have. So, if I wanted to go work at at the cheesecake place, you know which cheesecake place I'm talking about in Brooklyn. Yeah. If I wanted to go get a job at the big cheesecake place, I have to get a vaccine. Is that right?
0: You have to get a vaccine. Yes. Unless, of course, your boss defies the rules, which, of course, every boss Mm -hmm. should, because these aren't laws. They're not laws.
2: They are absolutely not. And people don't understand. And I actually had a conversation with one of my customers the other day who is related to my boss. And he was like, well, you know, it was the law to do this, the law to do that. I go, no, it wasn't. I never was. And I got it. And actually, this is interesting. I got a service request today from an address that we've actually done a bunch of work a few weeks ago and no one said anything to me about my technician or vaccines or anything. And I've scheduled an appointment for next Wednesday for a technician to go out. And they sent me an email saying they needed his email address so they could do an envo- envoy survey, which is has something to do with the COVID. And then they said we needed to send a copy of his vaccination card so they could keep it on file. And I responded to her And I said, um, unfortunately, this technician has chosen not to be vaccinated. I have no card to send you. Um, Oh, and they also said, if you don't have a 24-hour test, then you can take one when you get on the job site. And I said to her, um, do you realize that we've been doing work over there for weeks and you've never requested this? Not her. It was a different person on the same job site. And I said, uh, my technician that's coming has refused to tell anyone if he is or is not vaccinated. He said it is his business. It's a HIPAA thing. He says straight up, he's like, I don't care who asks me. I don't even know if he's vaccinated. He won't even tell me. He told me it's none of my business. And so I told this lady, I said, look, if you need this, unfortunately, you're going to have to take my tech as they are. Uh, We don't we don't require it at our company. And I cannot tell you yes or no if this person is vaccinated because he has made it very clear that it is none of our business. And I'm totally with him. I completely side with him, but this company actually wants them to fill out a survey. They want us to send him the card, and they want him to have a test within twenty four hours or take one while he's on site and I told him that's not going to happen and and the same Democrats who are making these rules all
0: these rules um, all these all these rules, not laws are made by Democrats. There's not one Republican making any of these rules
2: okay not well, and one have Republican. any of them complied? Because I don't know if you remember, but do you remember when Gavin Newsom was pushing the vax, pushing the vax? You remember when they said, "Oh, his twelve-year-old daughter still hasn't been vaxed. Was she ever vaxed?" Does anyone know? Oh hell, we don't even know if London Breed, Gavin Newsom, or Anthony Fauci were ever vaxed. Come well, on. you know, I'm sure maybe they were with maybe they were with Fauci when he got his four shots, and now he's had two of what is that, the Pavlovit, whatever it is. Oh please! And he he has it again. He has it again. So. I actually talked to a friend of mine today and she was like, oh, I took that Pavlo, whatever the hell it is. I don't know. She said, oh, I took that. It didn't really help. And I'm like, why are you taking anything? I don't know if you saw the video, the guy that the scientist that actually created the mRNA to go into the Pfizer and the Moderna vaccine. He's actually online saying, stop taking these. You are encouraging infections. You're encouraging everything. Every time you get one of these shots, you're breaking down your own immunity. And I'm like, why isn't this mainstream news when you have the actual guy that created it telling you do not take it anymore? Why isn't that on the news? Why isn't anyone reporting this?
0: Because right, he's nuts. He's a you know he's a nut. He's a, he's a nut conspiracy. He went crazy. He's a crazy scientist. Look, they, oh yeah, they, they, sure. The, the left, the left just lies and slanders and libels everyone. And that's how they get, it, and that's how they do it. Yes, he's a nut. All they gotta do is say Trump, Trump. That's why Trump, and that's it. Everyone believes that because this is a mental illness. But the same Democrats who make all these rules, which is the point I wanna make, is the same Democrats who made all these mandates. Um, when you talk about abortion. Then all of a sudden bodily autonomy and medical privacy kicks in all of a sudden. How would, oh, Democrats, yeah, right? feel? How would Democrats feel if we had a, a mandate, a law that said everyone who, anyone who has an abortion has to report it, has to wear a sign around their neck, has to tell their job, has to tell their job they've had an abortion. They must tell you they go to, to a hospital for treatment. They must tell the people they must tell the doctors, at the hospital they've had an abortion. They must. This is the law now. What would Democrats think about that? Then they would scream their asses off about medical privacy. But when it comes to medical – when it comes to COVID and COVID vaccines, the medical privacy,
2: all of a sudden that goes out the window. That doesn't matter oh, anymore. Oh, of course. Right. Of course. And, and you, know, the, you know the thing that kills me, though, is uh, since you brought up the abortion thing, how do you feel about this um, – let me think of – okay, Dick Sporting Goods, huge company, you know, nationwide. They have agreed that um, if you live in – and I think people – On this abortion thing, and this is probably a whole other conversation, they are blowing it out of proportion what has gone on. There's only 13 states that had a trigger law that could go into effect. Why are all these people protesting in California when it doesn't affect California at all? Um, People are misrepresenting what has happened with this overturning of this. I, I think it's really sad that they're making it into a huge ordeal about people's rights being taken away and this and that. And like you're saying, my body, my choice, these people are the same people that wore the vagina hats. These are the same people that said you have to get the jab or you're reckless, or you don't care about your (laughs) fellow
0: man. (laughs) The, The funniest tweet I saw on Twitter was from a woman who said, uh, I have, I have a solution. How about you either keep your legs closed or have the guy wear two condoms. I mean, you people have no problem wearing three masks for three years. I thought that was the funniest thing I had ever read I said oh, you know exactly. you wouldn't in the internet no. <laughs> you you
2: would oh, you... <laughs> have you seen have you seen the men that are like we're all getting vasectomies now and oh. I'm like okay. well hey
0: look that's personal responsibility get it baby per- if you, hey, can't, you, know you, you can't as, far wear as a I'm condom, concerned, well control you're gonna
2: weed they're gonna weed them owns their own selves out with this nonsense <laughs> you know? I, know I know no but it's true though realistically like that's people okay. For those, those men okay. doing
0: that, it, it's fewer morons in the world. There'll be fewer well, morons. That's what people. I
2: think, too. They're, they're, we're leaning out the herd by people like that, by these women saying, no sex until whatever, I'm on a <laughs> protest. And then the men saying, I'm getting a vasectomy. <laughs> why Why go to such harsh actions? Like you said, buy a fucking condom. Um, <laughs> it's a couple bucks. Go drop a couple bucks and go do your business or whatever.
0: Because they want everything. acting. Because they're selfish well, children who want everything their way, well, they're
2: and selfish- you know what kills me is is honestly i'm I'm pretty sure I know how it works because I've had kids I'm pretty sure you know how it works um there's a million different ways we could prevent an unwanted pregnancy, so when and I see these these posts where people are like people are forcing people to be pregnant. Really? Did they not realize that this could quite possibly happen when they had sex? And I do realize there are instances of rape. There's instances of incest. There's all kinds Wait. of other things that can contribute right. to this.
0: And that should be that's covered in a lot of laws that's covered. In most places that's covered. And it should be covered.
2: You know, that's I know, a but they're, of... they're blowing it up on the Internet, but they're blowing it up on the Internet. Like people are saying we won't even have birth control anymore. And I'm like, where are you guys getting your information?
0: <laughs> yeah. No, no. And first yeah, and foremost, yeah.
2: <laughs> and first and foremost, and I'm all about people, you know, my body, my choice. But first and foremost, if you read the Constitution, there's nothing in it about abortion. So when no. people say that you're violating their constitutional right, you're not. No, no, no! In fact, it's the opposite. It's the
0: opposite of what these idiots say. This is actual democracy, where people in each state will be able to vote. If they want abortion, they'll vote people in who want abortion. If they don't yeah. want abortion, they'll vote people who don't want abortion. If time passes by and they change their mind, they'll vote other people. This is the way. This is actual real democracy. This is not the yeah. federal government or nine justices actually telling the world how it works, telling the country how it's going to work. This is actual democracy. And here's your reason. You said, why are people protesting in California, New York, when they'll always have abortion on the man there? Because if they went to Arkansas, if they went to Louisiana, if they went to Alabama, those people would say, get the fuck out of here. We don't want abortion here. We don't believe in abortion here. And this is the way we want it. Just the way you wanted masks, and you wanted vaccines up the wazoo, and you want vaccine mandates, and you want lockdowns, and you got what you wanted in your state. This is what we want in our state. We do not believe in abortion. We're very religious people. We don't believe in abortion. That's how we vote in people who don't believe in abortion. It's called democracy. And liberals hate democracy. They want control. They want everyone to do it their way their yeah, way they
2: scream democracy they scream it from the rooftops they scream democracy
0: <laughs> well, look democracy to them is when they get their way right when oh, things yeah. go their oh. way when the elections go their way when the justices vote their way look the justice just went against the republicans with the border stuff it was a bad decision but that's a decision you don't see the people you don't see the right wing saying we're going to riot. Oh, my God. The, the Supreme nope. Court voted this way on the border. We're going to have a night of terror now. We're going to scream and yell. We're going to scream and yell. Oh, we're, going to, we're going to march up and we're down. We're going to burn the city down. We're, gonna right, we're going to burn it down, down. Our women are going to march up in the streets with their tits hanging out. What is that all about? What does that have to do with abortion, having your tits hang out? I said, you I know, know,
2: right? it's, it's it's total lunacy.
0: It's I'm totally...
1: actually
2: embarrassed. I'm embarrassed as a woman to see the way that women are acting these days. I am it it embarrasses me. I, from a million different spectrums, like women saying we don't get equal pay or women saying our body's our choice or this or that or the other. To me as a woman, I believe if you feel you are being treated wrongly or it's unjust, then you stand up and say, This is what I need, this is what I want, this is what I deserve, and that's it. You don't go out and burn your bra, which is what they used to do. You don't go out <laughs> yes. and say I don't make as much money as the guy that works with me. Okay. Well, then if you're that good, I've done it. I do it. Go to your boss and tell him, this is what I'm worth. Why is this guy making more money than I am? You tell me what's the difference. If you're not willing to stand up for yourself and go after what you deserve, everybody should know their worth. Everybody should know their worth. I'm so sick and tired of women throwing themselves on the cross and hanging their boobs out and putting on the vagina hats. It's embarrassing. To real women that work hard, I believe in work equality. I believe in all of that. For a person that is trying to shove a vaccine down my throat to tell me that it's their right to choose what they get to do with their body, it to me, it's completely crazy. It's insanity. It doesn't make any sense. They're the biggest hypocrites. Democrats are the biggest hypocrites that have ever walked the face of the earth. Everything they say is hypocrisy. And don't you think so?
0: I, I of course. Come on, you've listened to my show. Of course, I mean, the whole thing is about them. No.
2: Democr- no, but hypocr- they're huge hypocrites. Like it's do as I say, not as I do. Do as I say you should do, but I'm not going to do it. I mean, they can't make up their minds. They yeah. they stick their finger in their mouth and stick it in the air to see which way the wind's blowing. And it's that's simply what they to it's do.
0: simply children. It's adults who got everything they wanted when they were children, when they were never told no, when they were never told. It's too bad you can't have it this way today. You can't have it this way today. They got it wherever they want it. And it's getting worse and worse, by the way. When I see parents now, when I see these liberal, illiberal parents, these Democrat parents, these these yuppie, hippie parents, and I see their kids running wild. I was at a pizzeria here in Brooklyn a few days ago, and I'm sitting down. Which one?
2: Which one? Which one?
0: Well, I, 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 it's in Brooklyn. It's, in, I, I don't, you know, come on, I, I don't want, I don't want to seem, uh, you know, uh, prejudiced here, but everything has the same name. And Johnny's, Vinny's, Anthony's, Tony's, Anthony's, Vinny's, Tony's. So I don't, I don't, no, but I was I just
2: know. wondering if you were no, no, at no, L and B Spumoni. No, 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 no. It wasn't. It wasn't one of those. No, no.
0: It was a little neighborhood. I was piece.
2: just wondering if you were at L and B Spumoni. No, no, no. Am I was, not it, allowed to say that online?
0: Yeah, of course you can. But it, it was. Um, it, I get free Spumoni when you say that. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Maybe one day <laughs> you know, get food payola. But no, it was just a neighborhood pizzeria in in, in Brooklyn, in Carroll Gardens, and I loved it. Great pizza, fantastic pizza, mm-hmm. better than you'd ever have in San Francisco. Sorry, San Francisco. But uh, um,
2: oh, I don't even say sorry. I lived in Brooklyn for three years, and the yeah. pizza there would yeah. nobody here but makes I, it. That's it. But
0: I'm sitting at I'm sitting at this table by myself, and it's a table. It's a very small pizzeria. There was like one table to sit. It's a table right by the restroom, and mm-hmm. these twenty something or thirty something parents are in this backyard. They had a backyard outdoor garden, and the kids are out there eating their pizza and stuff. And their kids. There must have been seven or eight of them. It must have been maybe two or three different parents. And they were running in, running in, running out, running in, running out. I'm trying to eat my pizza. Running in, running out, going to the bathroom, slamming the door. Five of them going to the bathroom at a time, having a party in their kid, like eight, nine, 10 years old. Now, when I was a kid, and especially my father, I told my father about this. When he was a kid, his mother would have come in, grabbed him by the ear, grabbed him by the ear and pulled him out of there. No, you know what these parents did? Oh, uh, can you come out now, please? Oh, can you please, Jimmy? Can you please come out? Other people must use the restroom. And did that work? No. Of course it didn't work. Of course the kids were like, get out of here, you stupid mother. Father, (laughs) who cares? I don't care what you say. You're not going to do anything to me. So
2: yeah. this is the generation of What would have happened if you were a kid right. and you did that? What would yeah. have happened when you were a child if that would have happened?
0: Right. So it's this generation. Think about this generation growing up 20, 30 years. They'll expect everything to go their way. And if they don't get their way, they'll march down the streets screaming and yelling, promising a night of riots, promising a night of terror because they simply didn't get their way. Even if, the, if it's the law of the land, they don't care.
2: They want their way. Their way. I know, but where are the laws? Anymore, where are the laws? What's law anymore? What is literally what is law anymore? I mean, you're in New York right now. You could probably go out and break the law like crazy tonight, and you wouldn't be breaking the law. Uh, white guy, middle-aged white guy. Yeah. Oh, that's I mean, right. You, if they see you have a wallet <laughs> in your pocket and you don't have a glass dick in your hand, they might yeah, let you I, go.
0: I'd be, I'd be pushing my. In fact, something happened today. Uh, in fact it, it, something happened today to me. I went into a I went to a CBS uh-huh. and I had I actually had a bag in my hand. I had just gone to a um I just gone to a Yankee store and I bought a cap and I had the the bag in my hand and I walk in and I see a, a security guard and I said, do you have any tooth? I forgot I said, Do you have any toothbrushes? He goes, Yeah, aisle seven. So I walk to aisle seven and I'm standing there and you know, you've been to CVS, there are like 85 million toothbrushes. All I want is a freaking toothbrush, mm-hmm. a basic toothbrush. <laughs> and, and there are 85 million of them. Some of them are like $30 for a fucking toothbrush. And I'm well, looking. it probably thinking, had a battery in it. Yeah, well, oh, great. So I'm thinking, okay, all right, let me see. I'm looking. <laughs> and I'm standing there for like five minutes. It's like I'm staring at a wall. I'm not, I don't even know what I'm seeing anymore. And the security guy, a young black guy, comes over to me. He's like standing over me as I'm looking. And he goes, I have he said, if you found what you wanted yet. And I said, no, there's such a choice here. I can't make up my mind. And he goes, well, they, when you, you know they what you want. Said, no you, did more. they have them locked up? Well, only a few of them were. It was so bizarre. Okay. There might have been like 10% of the selection might have been locked up. The ones that were like 40 bucks, obviously. Mm-hmm. And he said, okay, when you know what you want, press this button. And I said, but most of them, I can just take off the thing. And most of them don't have, it was, it was weird to me. Cause most of them, you didn't have to press the button. You know, most mm-hmm. of them were not behind lock and key. And, but then he stood, above, but even after I said, okay, don't worry about it, he stood next to me the whole time. And I'm thinking, do I look like I'm going to steal a toothbrush?
2: No, but how <laughs> funny when you think about people profiling people how funny that a black man was profiling you to steal a $2 toothbrush. Yeah, I, I found it very bizarre. <laughs> I'm, just I was saying, about, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. I found, I'm like,
0: is he really think I'm going to steal this toothbrush? I, I don't, I, is there anything about me that says I steal stuff? I mean, I I couldn't figure it out, but uh, it, it was, it was very bizarre. It was very, it, it was odd. Let's put it this, way, it was odd. And of course you do have to wonder, would he have done that if it was a black guy who came in and was looking at the toothbrushes? I don't know. Maybe he does it to everybody. Maybe he's just an annoying guy. I, I don't know. But all I know is in San Francisco, they don't follow you anywhere. <laughs> they don't do
2: anything. Oh, because they don't care.
0: They don't yeah, care. They, uh,
2: maybe, they, they'll maybe, hand maybe you say, the shopping cart, sweetheart. They'll hand you the basket. Yeah, maybe they don't have no, that law here
0: g- where you can steal. I, I think they don't have that law here where you can steal $1,000 worth of things. and get a, <laughs> No, and I, I
2: bet they don't. And you know what? In New York, in the short time that I lived there, I'll tell you right now, if somebody tried to load up a basket at a CBS there, a patron, a customer would tackle them going out the door.
0: I know. I know well, this guy would have tackled me for stealing a $3 toothbrush. So he obviously he was ready to do it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so so I, don't think I, I don't think I would have made it out with $950 worth of items from this you guy. You
2: know, I, I wish that you would have taken a selfie with him and then you could have come back home here. Well, I know your home is there, but you could have come back home here and been like, look, this security guard thought I was going to rob the CVS. <laughs> <laughs> and he was actually on top of it. Yeah. You should have asked him if he wanted a job. You should have brought him
0: here. Yeah, I guess so. I really do. But now I know what it's like to be profiled. And I can see why people don't like it. But I don't know. Profiled who, who as, a white, as a white
2: thief. <laughs> as a well, you white know what? If thief. you would have stolen something, then they could have made a statistic out of you. Right? Um, they could start a new statistic of white they, people they stealing.
0: Could they could have. But it was, you know, I, I'm what I'm trying to do while I'm here is I'm trying to figure out what are the differences between here and San Francisco? Well, I'm trying to figure out and there ain't, what are the major differences? Like, huge. you, uh, you know, you, it's, it, it's
2: like right now. Know it's what, like, I what, I think, the, what I think the main, one of the big differences is. I, I think that, you know, when you're in New York and honestly, like I told you, when I went to move there, it's hard to connect with the people that live there. But once you know them, and you're friends with them, oh, or oh, comrades. I, I, I'm, with them.
0: Not, I'm not. I'm not talking about the cultural differences over the years and the the ingrained. I'm talking about right now, like with policies and stuff, with like crime and homelessness and the streets. Are they cleaner? Are they dirtier? There are more peoples, there are more people? Is there more action? Is there less action? How did, you feel,
2: how did you feel when you were in Brooklyn? How did you feel? Well, that it's, it's
0: really been... hard to, it's hard to compare, you know, a guy named domestic terrorist, who you and I both know, who comes on this show from time to time, mm-hmm. said to me, there's more energy oh, there. Oh yeah, that def- guy. I, I know there's more energy there. And I say, yes, because there's 8 million people here. And San Francisco has never been the tourist destination New York has been, even before COVID. You know, so of course there's going to be more energy here. There are more people and there are more tourists. So if you have, 12 million people here, as opposed to 800,000, it's going to be busier. There's going to be more energy. But no, I
2: agree. But I I really feel like most of that energy, as far as visitors and tourists go, most of that, and you know, most of that is in the borough of Manhattan. There's tourists go to Brooklyn for because they want to go to Coney Island, which I hope you're going to be there on Monday to go see Joey Chestnut win this competition again.
0: Oh, that's disgusting. I get nauseous from watching that. I'm not going to go to, I'm not going to me. The last thing I'm going to do is go to Nathan's. I will watch the fireworks explode on Monday night. I will be here for that, but I'm not going <laughs>
2: to
0: watch Joey Chestnut shove all those 70 hot dogs and buns down his throat with the water. It makes me sick. I well,
2: he's on crutches. He's on crutches right now, so you know. It, what happened? Did he slip on a hot dog? I don't <laughs> you... <laughs> Nobody's better than you, sweetheart. I actually don't know what happened. I I just saw a short clip earlier that he was there, and he wasn't feeling well, and he was on crutches, but he was doing it anyway.
0: He wasn't feeling well. How do you feel after you eat
2: 75 hot
0: dogs and buns? Holy uh, how, shit.
2: Didn't he eat Didn't he eat 109 one year? I think it was 109.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I, I don't get it. But Joey will do his thing, and uh, yeah, that's that. But, no, I, that's right. This is July 4th, isn't it? Yes. Anyway. But, yeah, so, I, you know, I will – do more. I'm trying to figure out more about the differences, but what I'm seeing m- more than differences are similarities, are you know, crime and well, what, is,
2: it, what is going there. on with the police there? Like, how what's your vibe you're getting from uh, well, Wait, my, co- my cousin back police. in the day? I, my cousin's a police officer here, and and she in Brooklyn or in the Manhattan
0: in Manhattan, in lower Manhattan, and okay. um, you know, she's in a good neighborhood, though it's like Greenwich village, though you know, it's a village, it's like Washington Square Park, so it's not. It's more like skaters smoking weed kind of stuff. It's not. Yeah. She's very lucky that way. But but it's still, crime's gone up. She's, she's experiencing more crime now. She's busier now than she was three or four years ago when she first took the job. So I know firsthand that it's getting worse and the police need help and the police know the policies are failing here. But the thing that really bothers me the most, and I'll, I'll end on this. I've done a long show and it is one o'clock in the morning here right now, but... You're such a what trooper. I, I am, but what's really bug and it's such a hot, you you know, seven systems don't realize, they don't know what 93 with 90% humidity feels like. And that's what no, it was No, they here. do not. So right like before steam, the
2: lightning cracks out of the sky. Yeah, so it's like a summer.
0: steam bath here. It was like a steam bath. I was walking through a steam bath here today, so I'm exhausted from it. But but what I do understand and what bothers me the most is that they're already talking about, oh, by the way, did you hear the show yesterday where I was talking about how there's a, a testing Tent on every corner of the city. A COVID I testing. Did see,
2: tent. I I, did see the post about it. I I okay. planned on marathoning all of your yeah. podcasts this weekend. Yeah, go because ahead, I've been binge, so busy.
0: binge, binge it, and binge. Uh, you know. So there's a there's a tent on every corner. But I so planned on marathoning it. tent on every. Now, now I, will, I will tell you the good news is, I've I've seen a tent on every corner, and I've never seen one person go up for testing. So that's good news. That's the good. News really? Part. Yeah. So hopefully, if they stop getting business they'll just they'll you know they'll fold their tents and go away but at the same time i'm reading a story yesterday that what city has the this large city has the highest positivity rate and it's new york city the positivity rate is back up to 10 percent here so that's only because
2: they're still testing
0: of course it is of course it is first of all these moron journalists obviously the city with the most people That's 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 one thing. You know, the city with the like they they talk about monkeypox here. You watch TV here and they say, oh, monkeypox, there are 60 cases in New York and that's the most of any city. Well, genius journalist, you know what New York City also has the most of people. Of course, it's going to have the (laughs) highest number of people. And it's it's very dense. So that's also a problem. The density is also an issue with the positivity rate, but also the fact that there's a tent to test well, on every also corner. The so, fact
2: that there was an outbreak in 83 and no one died. Yeah. So I no, wish they would stop with this fear. Well, the monkeypox
0: is ridiculous, but but this COVID thing, obviously what you have, are you, what they have, what they have done is they have born hypochondriacs who, yep. they have a little sniffle. It's allergy season. They have sinuses and they go test. And either the test shows they have COVID, which could be a negative, which is showing up as a positive. We know that happens over and over again. And, or They have COVID, but they have mild or no symptoms. Who cares? But yet, of course, it goes into the 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 numbers. It goes into the reporting as a positive test. They don't. It doesn't. The positive. See, the the problem is they don't. They don't separate mild, asymptomatic with the most severe things. It's all under one tent, right, of a positive test, and it could be a false positive. Yet it goes in as a positive, and it's never taken away. So, of course, no. when you have this testing on every corner and hypochondriacs, you're going to have a lot of people
2: testing positive for this thing, which is whatever. Well, and it I think they've created a whole new group of hypochondriacs since it started. Well, well yes, uh, absolutely. Don't but you know?
0: Know, you know you're in a world of shit. You know you're in crazy clown universe when on the news they're actually doing a story about monkeypox. They're doing a story about a, a, a virus or a disease where there were 65 People that have it. Sixty-five people in a Isn't city of eight
1: million. I know.
2: I know. Do they report the five thousand people that have syphilis? The seventy-five thousand oh, that have mono. New, oh, what about the new? Did you see the new? It's the uh, it's the super gonorrhea. Did you see it?
0: They well, say it's hear, well, I it. drugs. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. It's just the fact of matters. Now we're into this cycle now where they now know this stuff sells. It sells newspapers, it gets hits on the internet, people watch TV, yep. it gets ratings, it sells sickness sells. That that wow, might absolutely. be the title of my it's book.
2: That might be the title of
0: my book. Sickness sells because that's what we've gotten to now. Sickness sells. And so where where before COVID we wouldn't have talked about this. Before COVID we wouldn't have heard about this. Now post COVID we're going to hear about this for every little thing for every little thing. And they going to Oh, have I know, aren't these-
2: you mad that you didn't start podcasting about the flu every year?
0: <laughs> yeah, well, oh, and there was another story written today. You know what, <laughs> I thought about this I thought about this in my mind on my own. And of course if I had uh-huh. talked about it I'd be considered a conspiracy, you know. But there was the story in black and white today that Cities are getting ready to maybe crack down and bring back mass and lockdowns for what they consider a combination of flu, COVID, monkeypox coming up in the fall. Oh, my
2: God. And monkeypox. The, is... the, holy,
0: the holy trinity of flu,
2: <laughs> COVID,
0: and monkeypox. So that would be their reasoning for going back to the same mandates that haven't stopped well, any of this. Well, they have
2: to do it before November. They have to get it done before November. Right. We're in an election year. Come on.
0: Yeah. Well... You know, it won't happen before November. And my hope is that if the Democrats lose, that'll be the warning sign to them. The shot across the bow that we don't want any of this anymore or they'll lose again in 2024. But uh, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to I'm going to wrap it up. But thanks for calling. Let's I appreciate wrap it, up. it. And I'll see you. I'll see you again soon.
2: Well, see now that I'm already signed in and ready to go, we'll chat.
0: Yes. <laughs> OK, dear. thanks.
2: All right, sweetie. Have right. a good night. Be safe in New York. I'll hold thanks. it down till you get back. Thanks for
0: calling. All right. All right. Bye-bye. All right, hon. Okay All right. bye. All right, so ended up being a look at this. We were look at an hour and four, this is this is a record. Hold on, let's get the trumpet out. This is the longest show ever. What are we doing here? An hour and 41 minutes. Am I crazy? After a day of heat and humidity? I'm tired. It's been a long week. Okay, I'm going. You've been listening to it, and let's be heard. I'm Mike Echopoli. Um And we've got the answer by the way. Uh, Democrats are literally destroying our cities. The answer is yes. And so I will say to you, as I say at the end of every show, don't forget, vote Democrats out of office. Vote them out now. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week.